Yeah, when you had told me that, I I did some deep diving because I was like, man, these things look like toys. And yeah. <laughs> it there's a reason why they they transform the same too. Obviously, in an accelerated manner, because you know it's not going to show like Starscream being like one second. Uh, how did this? <laughs> Wait, oh right, this part goes back and. <laughs> Yeah, just imagine like, like I did the show the like a pair of giant hands in the show comes down and just the giant hairy hands with like Cheeto dust on them being like okay one sec and then you hear like the ruffling of paper as they check the instructions I mean that would be kind of funny <laughs> and then uh, and meanwhile Starscream is just like can you hurry the fuck up already and you, you know how uncomfortable this is too much energy Hooray! Your silver bolt. Trees of grapes come with a warranty. Blah 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 blah. Beast wars once and for all. Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no Energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no Energon. Fuck it. I, I can't. Sigma you balls! Sh- Gary! <laughs> oh, no. Not that! Cybertronians, welcome to episode 83 of Too Much Energon, the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars, coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere on planet Energon. I'm the Siege, one of your hosts. Can you tell I haven't done that in a while because I was kind of fumbling the intro there. Anyway, yeah, I'm Siege. Hello, Siege, and coming you from to you from a, a, a derelict spaceship um, precariously wedged over a waterfall. It's me, NeoCal. Hi, Cal. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yes. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back on Cybertron. That's right. Uh, and it took three million years of flying through open space. <laughs> it, took us going to, it took us going to beast mode and uh, preparing for oh, the long journey ahead of us. <laughs> and uh, uh, then when we were there, we... Dug in our heels, dug in our wheels, and um, decided to be on the bad guy side. Yes. If anybody dug in in our heels, spun our wheels, and had all the feels. And had all the feels. (laughs) And if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, it's because we just finished Beast Machines. Yeah. And And that has wheels and feels. And uh, And uh, heels. (laughs) <laughs> and what 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 other rhyme can we throw in there? Uh, uh, spiels, meals on wheels. Meals, meals. There we go. Meals, spiel, spiels, <laughs> spiels. Which a spiel is uh, German for music. So there you go. Mm. Oh boy, did it have the spiel? <laughs> uh, and uh, also, we we took a month off from the show. Feels like. So much more. I know. Uh, I think it was I don't a, know why. At the time of recording, it's uh, May 24th of uh, 2022. I believe it's been one month to the day since we since episode 82 of Too Much Energon. And I'm just going to go to uh, my podcast hosting service to double check. Make sure it's... I'm not completely talking out of my ass, which I am. The last episode of Too Much Energon was April 26th. Now it's the 24th. Hmm. Yeah, well, my birthday's in a couple of weeks. Yes, your birthday's uh, in a couple of are weeks. Are you sure it's not March? <laughs> oh, wow. uh, b- believe me, I, I know it's not March. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's an event coming up very shortly that I am dreading with every fiber of my being. I uh, Listeners, I, I'm moving. Not only am I moving, but I'm moving. Oh, through. I thought you were worried about the Hell in a Cell match that, you're, that you have to do. No, not Hell, hell in a Cell. Oh, he's allergic to hell in a cell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I had to sneeze there, which I could just cut it out and I might, who knows? I might just leave it in. Do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's a dreaded move. 
yeah, there's a move coming up. I'm uh, I'm moving to I, the place that I live in right now, Lasercombe HQ. I have lived here for six years. This is the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my life, and uh, I'm I'm moving for the first time in six years. And not only that, but I'm leaving my uh, city of residence, Victoria, after eight years. Well, I, I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm uh, moving in with my uncle temporarily in another city. Because uh, sometimes, uh, as I like to say, sometimes life finds a way and sometimes life gets in the way. That, and, that's a good saying. And we're, we're in a, I'm in a stage in uh, my existence right now where life is very much getting in the way. So you got one little fight and your mom got scared and said, you're moving in with your uncle with, with, up with island. Your, <laughs> with your auntie and uncle in Ladysmith. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. I, I'm very grateful that they're taking me in uh, at a relatively low uh, amount of rent. I'm very grateful for that, but it is not a situation that I have any actual desire to be in. It is purely out of necessity at the moment. Hence yeah. the dread. Hence the dread. And uh, anybody that's familiar uh, with our off-air discussions knows that um, boy, oh boy, the... Uh, Housing crisis is hitting. Uh, we apparently live in the uh, number one city in the world to come and move to because, um, boy, oh boy, um, our prices uh, going up. And if you're not already amongst the elite who own property, um, that's not good. I read recently that Victoria, B.C. is the uh, second most expensive place to live in Canada. Oh, we're number two now. We're number two. We're only beaten by Vancouver. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Victoria, BC, of all places, is more expensive to live than Montreal, Quebec City, Toronto, Ottawa, the nation's fucking capital. It is more expensive to live here than any of those big-ass cities. And Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm being priced out soon. Maybe we we shall see. It, it's uh, uh, completely preposterous. <laughs> And uh, but how come the the hours of my favorite restaurant are are lowering? We uh, <coughs> listeners on our uh, uh, Patreon at the uh, ten dollar tier, we have a uh, a show called Laser Comb Tonight, where we kind of cover news and current events in uh, oh, yes. re- in relative depth. And uh, a recent story that Cal had uh, discussed on there was the uh, tautological irony of. Uh, there being an issue with finding workers to construct housing in Victoria because work there aren't enough work workers who can afford to live in Victoria. Think <laughs> of the insanity that has to happen for those stars to like line up. That that sounds like a fucking onion article. That sounds like an onion article. <laughs> no, it's actually true. Uh, no, the it's and and meanwhile, all the rich people are like, oh, what do we what do we mean that my favorite restaurant is acting on like reduced hours? Why can't they just hire more of the pores? Oh, that's right. I've raised the pores rent from one from 1200 a month to 2000 a month. But why can't they just, you know, live in their van and rough it for the sake of me having my uh, tartare and avocado themed $25 meal. Can, uh, can you tell I live in like an overpriced hipster town? Uh, and yep. I've got that angst, that upper class angst like building. I mean, I have my purge mask right right beside me. <laughs> Guess just what wait. animal I chose? Just waiting for the mayhem to happen. I'm, I'm uh, just waiting. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I had a moment yesterday. I was outside cooking. This was a very irresponsible thing to do. I was outside cooking and um, literally just got mad and threw a glass at the wall. We live in a society. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it was a but was it re- satisfying? It was in the moment. I regret doing it, but now, but mm. not because of the broken glass, just because like it kind of makes me seem like a madman. <laughs> but did anybody get to, was anybody present to see you do it? No, I don't think so. I don't think any, I don't think my then landlords. Then just enjoy the moment. <laughs> I don't think my landlords or my next door neighbors were even home at the time. Well, you, so you actually got to, got to live in the moment for, for once. Yeah. And then I did it again. 
So I broke two glasses. I'm now down two glasses. <laughs> but do you need any more than one? <laughs> uh, considering uh, the way my life is right now, uh, no, not really. I realize how damning that had sounded when I had initially said it. <laughs> do you need more than one anyway? <laughs> I'm just, uh... There can be only one. <laughs> there could be only one. And then just like sad Affleck meme. <laughs> <laughs> well there that's bringing me back right that was Sad like Affleck. yeah that 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 meme was spreading around like what like five years five six years ago now yeah because i i think he was being interviewed for like justice league or batman v superman or something and he had like spaced out or kind of just looked sad and that that slow camera zoom into his face <laughs> it was often accompanied with um like a like Hello a sad darkness. sound bike. That, that's it. Hello yeah. darkness, my old friend. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, and uh, to be fair, it ended up coming out later on that uh, uh, he was going through a uh, divorce and was dealing with uh, uh, a bad alcohol pro- alcohol alcoholism issues. And uh, not only that, but his uh, experience working on Justice League was hell. Mm-hmm. So it, he he was in a shit place in his life at that point. Yeah, so let let Sad Affleck have his moment. Yeah, let and indeed, be sad. Indeed, and uh, well, anyway, as I mentioned, uh, this is episode eighty-three of Too Much Energon. What are we talking about this week? Oh, you better believe that we're finally moving from beyond turn of the millennium, and we're going all the way to War for Cybertron, baby. That's right. We started with Beast Wars. We're at War for Cybertron. We're, uh, we did a yeah. little time jump here. <laughs> yeah, we we've tra- we've traveled four million years back to the future. I know that our listeners were excited because they thought we'd move on to uh, chronologically speaking. What would have been the next thing? Play the Japanese Beast Wars. Japanese Beast Wars, maybe, and then like uh, the the animated Transformers, right, right. the animated series. There's also and then um, maybe movies. There was also a Transformers cartoon in the mid 2010s called uh, Power of the Primes, which actually had uh, our, I our remember boy, that yeah, it had our boy Gary Primal in it. So I was gonna that, say yeah, that uh, that could be something. I think he was voiced. Yeah, he was. He was voiced by Ron Perlman uh, yeah. in it. Uh, so that could be something that we could talk about at some point too. But uh, this week Did we are not like that. Not really. No. Speaking of people, I haven't watched any of it. Speaking of people not liking things, uh, we this week on Too Much Energon, we are talking about War for Cybertron Siege, Chapter 1. Siege. It's, it's themed around you. It's themed around you. Uh, when we had, I remember when we did episode 50 of Too Much Energon, uh, and we had uh, Dan from uh, What the Famicom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he dubbed me, me, like, I go by Christopher Siege. He dubbed you Cal Earthrise. And right. himself, Dan Kingdom. <laughs> so I figure when we eventually get to like uh, uh, War for Cybertron Kingdom, we should have him on the show again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, so interestingly enough, uh, uh, th- this is a Netflix show. Uh, they released every all six uh, episodes at the same time on July 30th of 2020. Does that date ring a bell to you? Hmm. July 30th, 2020, two podcasters. <laughs> go, go ahead. That, go ahead. That, that, that's, yeah, that's the day we recorded the first episode of Too Much Energy on. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, at that point, I didn't even know that the War for Cybertron trilogy was a thing. We didn't know it was coming out. We didn't know it was uh, released on that same day. And I didn't know until um, weeks later. Um, I think I like. I think I started watching it in like September, like a long way later, basically. And uh, Siege was like, "Have you watched War for Cybertron?" And I'm like, "No, we we swear we like Transformers, folks." Um, And I'm like, "No," and I watched it, and I just like watched the entirety of it, and I was like, "Holy shit, is this is this exceptionally good?" Here's the funny thing about uh, the War for Cybertron cartoon. Transformers fans hate it. They I hate War for Cybertron? They hate War for Cybertron. Uh, I, I I frequent a, uh, well, one Transformers forum in particular. And everyone on there is like, 
The voice acting's terrible. The writing's bad. The animation, the CG animation's bad. Blah, 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 blah. They, they complain incessantly about how terrible the show is. Want to know something funny? War for Cybertron Siege has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes based on review, based on like 20 reviews. Saying 95%. 95% saying uh visually stunning, surprisingly deep, and still a lot of fun. War for Cybertron Siege breathes new life into the Transformers franchise. Um so literally the opposite of what uh tra- hardcore Transformers fans bitch about with this hardcore show. Hardcore or not. Um, well, anybody that's watched us or anyone that's joining us, like welcome. But um, we take everything with no loyalties or fandom or uh, preconceived like nostalgic loyalty. Right. We we try to be as objective as possible when we watch and view things. And as I always say, I like to give things a fair shake. A fair shake. And uh, visually, I actually didn't even really know that like CG shows could be this good. This is shockingly amazingly animated. Like I've never seen anything like this. And I I mean that when I say it, this is like kind of the best animation I've ever seen. Yeah. Outside of like, say like a Pixar film or something like that. Oh, outside of like feature, like outside of feature films, outside of like, you know, like multi-million dollar, like, like movies where whole studios, um, art like pixar or disney uh build up engines just for the snow in frozen right or pixar's um um like uh fluid physics animation like the uh in in the movies that they run to emulate like different fabrics and stuff that's that's in (laughs) in a league by itself but for just like a show to randomly like pop up on netflix and it be this well animated is is well, a, a very pleasant surprise. Well, what's cool is uh, they they actually they take the um, and this show is produced by Rooster Teeth of all people, which I I'll talk to say I'll talk more about produced that in a by Rooster Teeth and uh, boy oh boy the have, have they come, come a long, long way since Ruby? Oh, I was gonna say since Red versus Blue. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, I know like, Ruby actually had like an ongoing anime series and um, a video game. Yeah, so, I th- yeah, they've come a long way. I think there's a there's a even I think it even has a spinoff now that just came out. Oh man, yeah. But I mean, like, like kudos, like, hot damn. <laughs> yeah, the um, what what they do with uh, the character models is they actually scan the toys, the War for Cybertron toys. And on that uh, note, <laughs> um, to move away from the the animation and onto what I guess people have complained about the voice acting. Ooh, I'm a big fan. I'm a uh, big I, old fan, man. I really like the uh, voice actor uh, who does Megatron. I uh, controversial which apparent, controversial, which is apparently a controversial opinion. Controversial opinion. I think he uh, gives a be- better and more nuanced performance than Frank Welker did in the in the G1 cartoon. Uh, death threats inbound. I I, <laughs> I guess um, unsubscribe unsubscribed but um things that people uh voices that stand out to me on the show uh megatron yep um starscream right like immediately um the more uh subtle or smooth voices uh like say bumblebee i'm like eh like whatever but like wheeljack stands out right and i feel like they do capture the essence of that character really well well and one of the reasons why I like uh, the guy who does, I'm going to look him up, kind of give him his due here. Jason. Oh, you're talking about Mega? Megatron, yeah. Jason uh, Marnoka. Mm. I think one of the reasons why I like his performance so well is that he does his own thing with it. One voice yeah. I'm going to criticize in the show, however, is the guy who does the voice of Optimus Prime. And the reason why is because he's trying to give like this really like gruff and like uh, battered performance, but he's also trying to sound like Peter Cullen too. I think he would have been better served if he had just like done his own thing. Like the guy who does the voice of Megatron does. Maybe it, it, it grew on me and I ended up liking it into like Earthrise. 
like uh, mm. I can hear his voice in my head and I I ended up liking it a lot but I, I can understand that uh that criticism mm. for sure uh and indeed um I remember the fallout of when um of people talking about uh war for Cybertron and um the uh, OG voice actors, uh, some of them being a little um, kind of jumping on that bandwagon being like, oh, it would have been nice if I was like, you know, hired as a consultant in the very least. Yeah, our, our favorite, uh, our favorite Gary uh, was uh, kind of salty about this show. Was, uh, yeah. Was... <laughs> uh, um, yeah. He, he's, He's criticized the voice act, publicly criticized the voice acting of this show. And um, I don't know, like, I don't think voice actors should criticize voice actors. It comes across as a tad unprofessional. Yeah. And um, wanting to be like, hey, it would have been at least nice if I could be brought in as a consultant. Um, Maybe that's a little uh, a little back patty there, but. Like you don't own the the character. Well, we're, and, we're like I said, we're, I'm, we're, I'm burning we're definitely never here. getting Gary on the show now. I was gonna say now we'll never get him on the show, <laughs> but like <sighs> voice actors that have a long run as a certain character, like you know, like you're iconic and people like love you. And indeed, like hey, most of these episodes of Too Much Energon have us like we don't even call Optimus like Primal in Beast Wars and. <laughs> and beast machines we don't call him optimus primal we call him gary gary yeah. primal right <laughs> it's iconic and like we love him but it's i'm okay with letting new people like try things and but i'm also okay if people hate it yeah right like uh it's like hey if you want to uh sign an online petition being like hey recast and like refilm this or whatever <laughs> then like go for it um something where uh you know, uh, the um, consumer actually had a voice was the Sonic movie. Y'all remember the OG Sonic trailer? Uh, With Cap. Nightmare Fuel Sonic? I do. Um, have you seen the new Disney Plus uh, film Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? No. Uh, <laughs> it is shockingly good. It's um, uh, It stars Andy Samberg as the voice of one of them and uh, it's directed by one of the other Lonely Island guys it's very who framed Roger Rabbit Rabbit ish really that original Sonic has a cameo in the movie are you I'm serious I'm dead serious and it's such a fucking funny scene whoa whoa whoa. Uh, I'm I'm bringing up a tab I'm not gonna play it while we're on air (laughs) (laughs) this this Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie on Disney Plus just came out like uh, a few days ago it's really good I highly, highly recommend it. And there's so many uh, bizarre cameos in it, too. A Transformer cameos. And of all Transformers, it's Blaster. Blaster. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone's favorite iconic Transformer. The guy Ew. who's in like one scene in Transformers the movie. Wait, <laughs> this is a different Ugly Sonic. Like, th- it's animated in that studio. It's not the OG sonic it's even uglier than yeah <laughs> the the shtick in the film is that uh he is at convey he he does the convention circuit as like kind of like a washed up celebrity huh. <laughs> it's oh, it, fuck it's a funny gag huh interesting i never thought i'd want to watch a uh a chip and dale rescue rangers uh movie but here we are yeah and it's it, it's got this kind of like uh uh there's a lot of meta humor in it. Like I said, lots of batshit cameos uh, of characters that aren't even Disney characters, which is the thing that really surprised me. Yeah. Blaster. Uh, wow. I, I know. Bla- right. I'm like someone involved in making this movie must have been a fan of Blaster. Like that must have been his favorite Transformer when he was a kid or something. That was like- the one he drew first when he was a kid or the first toy that he, he yeah. had or something. Yeah. It's like it's like. No, no, not a more rec- immediately recognizable Transformer <laughs> like Starscream or Optimus Prime or Megatron or Bumblebee. No, Blaster. Or even like <laughs> a secondary like cast, RC, Wheeljack. Yeah, Springer, Ultra Magnus. Uh, Jet, uh, scr- uh, not Jet Scream. Um, Jet Storm. Jet Storm, thank you. 
Yeah, Ultra Storm Magnus would have been a would have been a fun cameo. But yeah, Blaster of all characters. Huh. Well, and, get your blasters ready, folks, because now that we've uh, said, if anybody is still listening after we've praised, um, <laughs> after we've praised uh, War for Cybertron enough, um, it might be a theme. Yeah. Uh, in particular, uh, when we get to Earthrise, because I think Earthrise is the best of the three uh, miniseries, the three seasons. It's the one I enjoyed the most anyway. I need to revisit them, which we'll be doing as we review the episodes. But um, yeah, I liked uh, I liked Siege a lot. Uh, it felt slower and darker and more emotional. And you see a lot of the characters arcs start and to begin to change. Uh, but we'll get into that. Well, and indeed, um, Earthrise very much feels like it. It feels like a middle chapter of something. Which is which it is which it is so it which it sense. is and but i mean that's not that's not bad right you have the most to work with with those middle chapters in my right. opinion um when we're a ways away from kingdom but um it runs into the classic uh issue that we have seen reviewing beast wars and beast machines where it's like oh shit how many episodes are left and how much do we have to do yeah yeah and we'll we'll get into that uh uh uh-huh. <laughs> several episodes in the podcast from now but yeah uh uh kingdom wraps up wraps things up way too quickly in the end and then it doesn't even wrap everything up it ends on like a cliffhanger which it appears is never going to be resolved because uh, time because they had pitched a uh follow-up to it uh to netflix and netflix passed on it how dare i know hulu Get on that. <laughs> uh, so War but for yeah, Cybertron Siege. One. War for yeah. Cybertron Siege, episode one. Uh, episode opens uh, on Cybertron. Cybertron's torn to shit. Uh, we see Bumblebee and Wheeljack walking, and uh, right away the show like establishes that this is a completely different take on the uh, Transformer storyline because, uh, well, Bumblebee isn't even an Autobot. He's... No, he's just a dude. And indeed, Autobots are a faction. Yeah. Much like the Decepticons, but the Autobots, by by most accounts of... Uh, it seems like most of Cybertron are Decepticons and see the Autobots as the bad guys, as like a rebel group. Um, and indeed, the Decepticons were the oppressed. Um, Anybody familiar with any amount of lore, they're, they were the, the slave class, the, the worker class, the, the lower caste right. of uh, Transformer. And this is um, coming off of the tales of that uprising, uh, the, the fall of capitalism and them uh, taking power. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, we find out through some dialogue that uh, Wheeljack has hired Bumblebee because, as I mentioned, he's not an Autobot. He's a Energon scavenger. He's just a dude who... He's just uh, a dude. He's just a dude who finds Energon for people in exchange for money. And he's sneaky because right away he's all like, hey, Wheeljack, I know where you're from. You like to go in guns blazing. So already he's like, he's kind of wary of the Autobots. Right, like they just seem like they they want to fight, and yeah. he's like, "You can try stealth, because uh, that's how I stay alive, buddy." Yeah. Now, are you going to pay me or what? And I'm like, "Yeah." The civilization has fallen. He's helping other. Uh, he's helping Autobots, or theoretically, whoever hires him, find Energon. What do they pay him with? And more, more Energon. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Be- yeah, I'm like, because money, like he, it's. Like Megatron's going to probably do away with currency or have his own. So like, what's more important and keep in mind, G Deceptibucks. <laughs> oh yes. One honored energon cube is worth five Deceptibucks. <laughs> uh, wait, it brings my fee up to uh, one million Deceptibucks. <laughs> A million Deceptibucks. A million. That's not fair. Unfair to the payor, but not to the payee. <laughs> Pizza <laughs> the hut. <laughs> That's where I was going. Thank you. 
another um article number uh, 57 and how old we are so right we can, we can do um uh space balls uh jokes <laughs> off of the top of our head i um the two movies in my life that i've seen the absolute most uh because i watched them on repeat as a child transformers the movie and space balls i can recite both of those movies very easily for me it's um the labyrinth jim henson's the labyrinth uh, starring david bowie right um which is a musical uh and gosh what else maybe the breakfast club mm. i've yeah. seen the breakfast club but only a few times and i think the last time i saw it was like maybe 15 years ago i think i caught it on tv randomly. i might know the script of both of those movies <laughs> at this point shows i watched a lot when i was younger uh, right right oldest of many cousins and siblings uh speaking of scripts uh, uh bumblebee delivers a uh, wheeljack to what we find out is an old space bridge mm-hmm. and uh wouldn't you know it the motherfucking decepticons show up and be like i will take those decepticons <laughs> and overall your decepticons and your clothes too <laughs> Especially sh- you, Wheeljack. <laughs> Don't forget the shoes. <laughs> what size are you, yellow one? <laughs> and indeed, um, they, they go uh, to scan them, right? And uh, Bumblebee, the, the scanner is like, uh, I can't remember which one uh, does the scanning. They just said his name, but... Um, okay, so yeah, the, the Seekers show up and the seeker three Seekers show seekers. up. Um, Again, another way this show like establishes very quickly that this is uh, completely different than anything we've seen before with the G1 characters. Uh, they're led by Jetfire. Yeah. Which is okay. <laughs> the and Seeker... Starscream doesn't like it. Yeah, and Starscream is kind of uh, maybe he's second in command. Who knows? But um... he, he wants to be in charge because one of the things he says is um... oh, um, you're aiding the Autobots, so you might as well be an Autobot. And he goes to shoot them. And, yeah, he's um, he's like the uh, uh, the the punishment is to uh, execute Autobots on site. And Jetfire chops his fucking hand off. Yeah, with his like little pulse blade, just chops his arm off. And he's like, "Listen, bitch this this is my call. This is <laughs> this is my call." And um, shockingly, Starscream rallies the other Seekers. And he's all like, if I was in charge, we would execute all Autobot and their Autobots and their um, and uh, their sympathizers on the spot. Yeah. And people like you. And he actually appeals to the rest of the Seekers. And he's like, in fact, maybe we should execute all three of you right here. And the the Seekers all turn their guns on Jetfire. And I'm like, wow, loyalty uh, is hard to fucking come by. I <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, indeed, because Jet Scream is, is such a, a great public speaker. <laughs> well, you, you know, they're the, the other seekers are just it redecos of Star Scream, so <laughs> they're just re- literally just repaints of him. So maybe uh maybe they're brothers, who knows? They don't like how uh, tall Jetfire is anyway. Yeah, yeah. He he's like they're Voyager class, he's a leader class, they've got like leader envy going yeah. on yeah um, like man fuck this guy <laughs> uh but wouldn't you know it uh when they start fighting because um Jetfire is like okay let's do this punk ass bitches and yeah. he yeah he starts fighting them and um right before the fight gets like lethal i could tell jack and up. bumblebee like take off and they start running away and he's like you idiots and like slaps them around like three stooges and he's like like they're getting away but um they bump into somebody Somebody yeah. even taller. Yeah, they speaking of leaders, they bump into Megatron. And, and he's uh, like, oh, yes, where are these two going? <clears throat> Whoops, sorry, that was a uh, an old <laughs> impression. Yeah, he's more like, what have we here? Rebel scum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, so uh, Starscream starts complaining to to Megatron, and he's like, "Dad, he cut my hand off. 
I should be in charge. Violence. Uh, Wretch. <laughs> Megatron's just like, shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jetfire is like, he started it. And he's like, silence, both of you. <laughs> both of you, go to your rooms. Go to your rooms and think about what you've done. <laughs> um, and so uh, Megatron gives like this speech about how like uh, uh, he... We're not just going to blow these fuckers up. We we have to help them see why change is good. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to appeal to the the Autobots and reason with them and make them see the error of their ways. Just uh just killing them isn't going to really going to solve the problem. Especially now that we've already won. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh long story short, uh Megatron ends up deciding to just kill them anyway yeah because will jack is like we'll never join you dumbass and he's like well i gave you a chance goodbye (laughs) and uh execute the other guy too because you know at least wheel jack i can respect because even though he's a fucking idiot he wears it with pride with that stupid symbol on his chest (laughs) you know what and this brings me to point number one about why i really like this megatron at least he respects his enemies because they take a side and they're not yeah. afraid to die for their cause. Yeah. Bumblebee is just a transient uh, scavenger, um, someone with no loyalties, someone who does not belong on new Cybertron. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm indeed... like, whoa. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. I, I can get behind that. Because indeed, uh, Bumblebee keeps making a point of saying, I'm not an Autobot, goddammit. Yeah, don't kill me. I'm not an Autobot. Um, And it's like, I'll kill you first because you don't even have any allegiance. And uh, so they're about to execute them. And wouldn't you know it, like the fucking bus from Speed (laughs) in comes like smashing in Optimus Prime. Uh, And he great entrance. it, It is a pretty great entrance. It's incredibly dramatic. So he like transforms and goes to robot mode. And then Megatron goes to tank. In, then goes to tank mode and starts firing his like giant cannon at him. And I'm like, why did you need to transform to do that? You've got that big fucking gun on your arm. Maybe it's kind of like um, the modifier from G1, how he would turn into a gun. But just that little gun would be devastating if it shot you. Yeah, it's Maybe the he does more gun damage. From Goldeneye, basically. Basically, when he transformed in G1 into to the gun and Starscream shot him, it was like a one-shot kill, baby. Um, I'm guessing his tank mode it, it packs more of a punch. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, even in Transformers the movie, Galvatron, when he first shows up, he transforms into a cannon just and then blows Starscream away. And obliterates him so hard that his Starscream spark goes through space and time and just <laughs> disappears. Oh, becomes yeah. becomes uh, doesn't return to the matrix even. Just becomes immortal somehow. He sh- he killed him so hard that he didn't even die. And he, he, he and in turn he then does the opposite of uh, the the anti waspinator move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He uh, goes to Planet Energon back in time. Yeah, instead of just flying four million in space for four million dollars, <laughs> Starscream's going to do what's called a pro Decepticon move. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, they fight. Um, uh, uh, op- op- they Optimus Prime like and Megatron like shit talk each other, and uh, they they end up fucking off uh, back to base storytelling it tells you their values it tells you yeah that was, oh and they get saved by uh, uh elita one and her sniper rifle i can't remember i think it was elita one yeah yeah it was elita one because there's elita one and there's chromia uh yeah, are chromia the two is like the, right right the, the blue one but we do see her later but she's back yeah. at base camp uh the the two the two like main uh chicks in this show yeah chromia is like the the like godly sharpshooter that we uh we will see more of in future episodes yeah um so yeah they go back to base camp and uh uh optimus is like subtly trying to convince bumble bumblebee to join them and bumblebee's like no fuck you 
but he's like, well, at least, at least, uh, come, come back with us and, uh, we'll get our doctor to fix you up. You look like you could use some repairs and Bumblebee's like, it, okay, sure. Fine. And then it's like, Hey, well, we don't have the, what's the currency? I, they do have a current credit bucks. Uh, <laughs> it's deceptive bucks now. Hey, we're a little low on deceptive bucks. You just got to chill. And he's like, eh, quit Stalin. I want my money. But the part of me is like, I, I feel like uh, Optimus is purposefully like stalling and keeping Bumblebee around and all yeah, of totally. this to try to bring him over to his side. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Looks through his like tr- transformer wallet and he's all like, oh, I'm a little short. Uh, yeah. One sec. I got to go and um, hit my. Got to go hit the ATM. Hit the ATM. Yeah. But we, like, we just have are- it. We just happen to have one on the other side of the base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his name's Jerry. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> it makes that like transforming sound. Yeah, his is, his is probably just like... Um, <laughs> then he withdraws the deceptive box and then Jerry goes back into uh, robot mode. He's like, I also double as a cook. <laughs> there we go. There's... He's a triple changer, and then he changes it, turns into a microwave. Yeah, there we go. The uh, the there's an Autobot named Jerry. He's an ATM. Uh, he's the chef when he's in robot form, and uh, he's also a microwave. Oh, we should we should call him Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> call back to an old joke. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Um, the fandom can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. If, uh, if anyone's wondering what we're talking about, I encountered this was ages ago. This was like a year and a half ago now, yeah. I think. Uh, I encountered this guy on uh, this Transformers group in Facebook who uh, wrote this like really terrible like fan uh, Beast Wars fanfic, and I was like, I was like, hey, the characters, the characters don't that as you depict them don't sound anything like the characters in the show. Like they're saying like completely and behaving in like completely opposite manners. Story as to how they aside would. and writing prowess aside, the characters don't sound like that. Like it, that. Um, don't feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he got really, he got defensive and was like, uh, gave me this like massive essay like it was huge. I sent Cal screenshots of it. Like it was a fucking massive essay, like explaining about why his uh, fanfic was valid, which fair, but whatever. I didn't, I didn't really care, but and he, that anything is valid in the, the, the fanfic verse. Exactly. That was basically his point. And then he goes on this weird, like uh, uh tangent about how, uh, uh, about this like transformer he has that he like custom made or something that he named Jeremy. <laughs> Out of all... And that's when th- that he talks about, and it's been like alive in his kind of like transformers verse Canon ever for, like, since... for like 30 years or something like that. Yeah. And it's, that was when Christopher Sage was like, you have a, have a nice day good good sir you do you buddy (laughs) but uh yeah so jeremy is in our fandom and uh, now we know what it is jeremy is an atm an an atm and a microwave (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh we we managed to work that like bizarre interaction that i had with this dude on facebook ages ago we managed to work it into the the too much energon canon yeah i was gonna say that's like first 10 episodes of too much energy <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally um anyway so uh, uh bumblebee gets a gets a tour of uh base camp which we find out is the autobot arc the ship that's right the arc not only do they uh uh take off in it like spoilers like we, we know they're gonna fucking leave cybertron i was gonna say if anybody watching this is unaware that they're going to leave Cybertron. Um, Well, welcome to watching the first of any Transformers thing ever. Yeah. uh, The arc is kind of um, in everything. Like it's the only, uh, if you want to count it as a Transformer, it's the only Transformer that's actually in every arc. 
well almost every arc yeah pretty much um fuck the thing even showed up in beast wars that, that's they, what i that's they what find I mean. the arc in the mountain it transcends space and time and <laughs> it's everywhere well it, indeed it does actually in uh kingdom it does transform and they did uh recently make a uh, a toy a um titan class toy of the arc which i was so close to buying but i'm like i i had to like do a little bit of exercise a little bit of grown-up restraint and be like i can't i can't spend 250 dollars on one transformer plus the thing is fucking massive where am i gonna put it massive yeah the thing's huge put it on your lap or buy one of those um toddler carrying like vests and keep it just in front of you and like one of those baby vests the the box for the thing is like the size of do you remember the boxes that guitar hero guitars came in it's yeah they're it, like five feet yeah it's the side the box that the uh arc toy uh, comes in is is that big um uh, but anyway so yeah he he's getting a tour of the arc uh we get to meet some more autobots we meet uh uh chromia as i mentioned earlier we meet uh red alert we meet uh hound um hound is kind of i think he has like maybe one or two lines and so uh, uh, Optimus comes back and he's like, all right, here's your deceptive box, but we'd really like it if you could stay. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm leaving. And then uh, uh, a couple of the Transformers are like, hey, wait a minute. He knows where we are. We should kill him. We don't want him telling Megatron. And Optimus flips out and he's like, we are not Decepticons. Like very angrily, which I'm like, good on you. Yeah. Because then what are you fighting for? It's that, like, hey, hey, no, no, no. Like, if we can't uphold the principles we're fighting for, which is a big theme for Optimus, by the way. In this show. Is oh, sticking yeah. to, no matter what, even when it's, your enemy's going to murder you, it, you got to stick to your principles. And um, it's, it's a big theme of, uh, and well, why he's admirable. They... I think they do a good, really good job of showing that. And indeed, if it means uh, slapping his uh, subordinates around and being <laughs> like, no, you be good. Murder, bad. Murder, Decepticon. Not murder, Autobot. That's what we do. We not murder. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, unless it just happens in a firefight, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, if someone's shooting at you and it's you or them, like, <laughs> like I get it. Yeah, that's different. Uh, so Bumblebee fucks off. Uh, we get introduced to this universe's version of Ultra Magnus. We sure do. And uh, Ultra Magnus uh, has a little has a little bit of a talk with Optimus and is like, "Hey, man, we should just give up. We should surrender to Megatron." And Optimus is like, uh, "No, he's the bad guy. Like you don't and, you don't get it, homie. <laughs> like he's bad." And, and Ultra Magnus is like. Yeah, but like we're on the verge of losing this war, and like uh, both of you are like just as bad as one another, essentially, or just as fanatical. You both kind of be in like fanatical shitheads, and like, is that what um the uh, who's all three of their mentor um try Alpha Trion Alpha Trion um th- maybe not this episode, but it's going to be name dropped um. All three of them are kind of uh, disciples of uh, Alpha Trion. So and, they uh, know each other before the war happens. We'll find out as this show goes on. But we, um, I, I, it seemed like, uh, if I recall correctly, because I, other than this episode, I haven't watched this since, well, 2020. So two years <laughs> ago. Um, from what I recall, uh, I can't remember if uh, Megatron and Optimus Prime are brothers or if they just used to be really good friends at one point. And then they just oh, kind they're of... like brothers in arms. Oh, okay. they're, they're not uh, they, like it seemed again, we haven't watched um, we're revisiting it now, but like we haven't watched this since it came out. Uh, but yeah, they like fought uh, together and then the emerging factions um, from that uprising, the Autobots formed because the Decepticons were getting a little fascisty, yeah, uh, for uh, Optimus's liking. Uh, but yeah, they were all part of the the uprising to begin with. 
Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So uh, then we cut to, uh, to Megatron and he's giving, um, I don't know. He, he's at the, like, uh, I don't know. He's at the football. He's at a football stadium. The Megadome. The Megadome. <laughs> he's at the, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's NFL. The Dome. <laughs> it's, it's uh, NFL on Fox. Monday night. They basically took over um, uh, Madison Square Garden. Oh, there you as go. As their new HQ. Yeah. I, I couldn't draw, think of the name of a stadium for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I did the whole time we were talking. I was like, what's that famous one? <laughs> the only one I know is a Canadian. Uh, uh yeah msg yeah um uh anyway so he's giving this big rousing speech about how uh basically autobots bad we need to we need to stop them autobots bad you know they're gonna stop at nothing but to uh tear down our new empire so we gotta double down on all the uh the propaganda the what are they called there's like sites around um where autobots can give up can like the the sites scattered around i can't remember oh what they call them. uh 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 yeah yeah i yeah i remember what you're talking we about. hear the I... propaganda is they're they're kind of basically like they're megaphones that are out and they're it's world war ii propaganda where they're like oh are you hungry do you need energon the decepticons will take care of you don't die for the the extremist uh optimus prime yeah uh, and then wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't us. you know it? They're basically transformer concentration camps. It's kind of the impression that I got. And we'll see that that that's kind of true in the next few episodes. Yeah. Um. So uh, everybody cheers. Like, shoots their gun up in the air, guns up in the air. Yeehaw! Bang! 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 Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 Yeah. No gun laws. We did it. <laughs> right to bear arms. We beat the libtards. Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, the and then the the episode ends with uh, a uh, shadowy figure walking toward uh, Madison Square Garden wearing a cloak. But we can tell by the design of this character that it is very clearly Ultra Magnus. Also, there's like three Transformers that are that tall. Right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big guy. I have the this. toy. I have the toy that uh, they uh, of th- this exact Ultra Magnus. And yeah, he's big. It's a it's big, big, big ass big. figure. I, I, I like that visual. Like him in the in the, the tattered cloak. Is, yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I thought that was really cool. And I was like. Who is the first time I watched this? I was like, who is it? But seeing it now, I'm like, oh, okay, well, the silhouette is clearly uh, Ultra Magnus. Also, on the subject of uh, that that figure, he is one of a couple of Transformers that I have that are will forever be in robot mode because he is an absolute bitch to transform. One of those ones that's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know all that because he transforms into a truck with a trailer. You know all that blue that's on him. That all comes off in pieces and you have to like very awkwardly build a trailer, a truck trailer out of that. <laughs> oh shit. I thought it's, that was a separate I thought it, that was a separate piece. No, it's it took me like a fucking hour when I got the figure to uh to to transform him. The the trailer goes into the his robot form. The trailer like comes apart into like all of these like blue pieces and that like snap onto the like base of the figure. Cause like the, right, the, the cab, right. the figure itself is white, just what like pure white. But yeah, right. as you see, he's got tons of blue and red on him. Well, the, I remember of, you talking about that. Yeah. All of that like all comes off in pieces and like you awkwardly like essentially like Lego it together into a tra- into the, the trailer for his uh, truck mode. Absolute. Even if you like Transformers, and even if you like Legos, absolute pain in the ass. I don't have the patience. I don't have the patience for it at this point in my life. So he uh, he stays in robot mode on my shelf. I got him in. uh, I think I got him in November because I got him uh, on sale for like thirty bucks at Toys R Us because we still have those in Canada as a uh, for for Black Friday. So I got him on sale for like 30 bucks. He was normally a seven because he's leader class. Normally he was a $70 figure, but I got him for like $30. Uh, so I got a faded 
Go ahead. So uh, I uh, I got him in November of 2020 and uh, transformed him once. And he's been in robot mode on my shelf ever since. Everybody gets one. <laughs> <laughs> I transformed him once to take pictures and that's it. Yeah. And uh, indeed, um, I, oh, I really like as ill-fated as Ultra Magnus is. I really oh, yeah. like his oh, man. Uh, we'll we'll get into his journey when we over the next uh, few episodes. But like, man, I he brings up really good points. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think he's the only one that's right. But the person that's right isn't always the winner in a war. So sometimes the the person that's right ends up uh, decapitated and their head uh, on, rests on someone's mantle, so that they can alas poor Yorick. Uh, mon, mon, monologue. monologue yeah. uh, oh man, that is that, and and then you start going crazy, and it starts talking back to you. That was when I was like, oh, oh shit, this might be my favorite. Oh, oh shit, might be this my sh- favorite Megatron. <laughs> this show is actually kind of brutal, and indeed, I think it's in Earthrise. Uh, uh, another character, a uh, Shockwave. Uh, we find out something like about him that's very dark. Man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, which we'll we'll get into. It. I, I think it happens in Earthrise. I can't remember. Or if it's just late in this season, but we'll find out soon. Anyway, that was chapter one of War for Cybertron Siege. Here on Too Much Energon, we review, well, whatever it is we're talking about on any on any given week on the Too Much Energon scale, which ranges from not enough energon to a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon. It's basically bad. Okay, good. Uh Cal, what you giving this episode? I actually don't think I can think of any way this could have been a better episode one. So it gets too much energy on for me. Agreed. They, they nailed it visually, everything. Uh, me too. They uh, also too much energy on for me. Uh, the show is compelling right from the get go. It uh, sets its tone, which is incredibly dark. It sets its tone right out of the gate. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I applaud the fact that they uh, are kind of turning what we know about Transformers on their head, on its head. Which, of course, is going to get people to rise against uh, (laughs) it. But um, Which, which of course, is going to make uh, uh, hardcore fans of something happy when you uh, uh, completely reinterpret the thing that they love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if uh, Star Wars has taught us anything. Yeah, if Star Wars has taught us anything, it's that um, nobody wants it to be the same, but you better believe nobody wants it to be different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta find this, uh, you gotta f- find that delicate balance of uh, 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 catering only to a vocal minority of overgrown man children. That's right. <laughs> Hot take siege coming Hot out of the take gate. siege. And uh, we... <laughs> We like to like bring that up and like shit talk or like whatever, but um, we venture far and wide into like discussions and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm of the filthy casual opinion that uh, I, I just enjoy things. <laughs> I, yeah. You should let people enjoy things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, indeed we do. And indeed we do. And it's the, and we, we both liked this. So that was episode 83 of Too Much Energon. Uh, we will be back next week with episode 84 of Too Much Energon, with, uh, where we'll be talking about War for Cybertron Siege, chapter two. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. You get... Uh, uh, hours upon hours of bonus preamble audio so many of, hours of us like just talking about this that or the other thing uh prior to us getting into uh, recording the shows proper uh the preamble for uh, this episode of too much energon in fact is about an hour long we uh, we talk about everything from uh, uh from video games to our motherboards I... And, and laugh about how uh, comical uh, the names of uh, <laughs> of computer hardware are gaming focused mm-hmm. computer hardware is so uh 
that's available at the $5 tier. You also get a monthly-ish commentary track. We did one recently for uh, the first Highlander movie. That was a lot of fun. I think that's my favorite one we've done so oh, far. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a whole bunch of other things. $10 tier, you get our, I mentioned our, uh, earlier in the episode, I mentioned our uh, uh, news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. And uh, we also have another podcast called the Laser Comb Podcast. And if you're a $10 patron, you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb. Or you can follow the show on Twitter at Too Much Energon. Or you can follow me on Twitter at lasercomb. And they can, uh, you can follow Cal at... At NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. As I said, we'll be back next week with episode 84 of Too Much Energy On. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, uh, one million Deceptibucks. <laughs> one million Deceptibucks. <laughs> or no Energon for you. <laughs> A million? Oh, you're starting to break up there, uh, King. All right, all right, I'll pay. Just find <laughs> her, save her. Now I'm just quoting uh, Spaceballs directly now. Anyway, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.